sunny, sunny day. Um, it's Monday. Yeah, it is. Um, we've got Brittany in the house. We've got Grant. We've got me, Julia. And first and foremost, before we even get to anything, because I missed, I missed the climax of who won the My Talk Awards. It was insane. Okay. People were screaming in the streets. Were they? There was garbage <laughs> fires everywhere. The My Talk Award, the third annual My Talk Awards really next leveled everything. Was it? Was it? it? Oh big, my. big, big? Huge. We had presenters that were beg- pu- presenters, publicists I that were oh, begging us it. to let them in the door. I love it. It broke down. Don and Steve scooted ahead. They the Don did. and Steve experiment so took home. Nonchalant, pretending they don't really care. They did well. They care a lot. Okay, fine. The funny thing about people that pretend they don't care is they usually do care a lot. So we are going to fill in for them. And the ones that I missed, because at the end of the week, I just want to know who was comeback of the year. Uh, comeback of the year was Suits, Jason and Alexis. Oh, yes. Breakout star of the year. Travis Kelsey, Don and Steve. Oh, yep. Ass hat of the year. That went to Aaron Rodgers, Don and Steve. Oh, wow. All right. All right. There we WTF go. WTF was Elon buys Twitter, yes, Don and Steve. got it. And I knew the rest. Okay. So do we have a date that we're going to be filling in on the Donna and Steve experience? Um, I'm not involved with logistics, believe okay. it or not. Um, nobody lets me in on those kind of talks. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, do you, you guys. Think, do you think I'm a Donna or should dress as a Donna or dress as a Steve? Because we have to dress up like them, right? Ooh, I would. Okay, so the thing is, I feel like who's going to wear the tight black T-shirt is the question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't th- I think Lori should. I mean, I think you both look cute in it. No, she's me firmer. personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, shush. Like <laughs> me personally, I pretty much just dress like Donna. Anyways, like I have Donna clothes. I have okay. like the whimsical, like yes. big sweaters. Yes. So like I would think it would fall and be an easier job to dress like Donna. But yes. I do have a Skims uh, brand T-shirt. I could borrow anybody. You could. You could for us to be like Steve. Okay, so here's yeah. the thing that I just learned. Kim Kardashian... So ahead of it, so with it, just enlisted Usher, who's going to be performing at halftime next weekend to be a Skims ambassador. Oh. This happened today with his 18-pack. Because nice. he has been getting ready for this for three months, kept drinking, started working out two, two days, you know, doing all the sit-ups and everything. So uh, she just did that, and I thought, oh, gosh, you're always on it. So we're not going to get, remember when we've got 50 Cent, but we yep. were calling him, like, quarter or something? Yeah, 50, yeah, a dime. A dime. A dime. No, good for him. I'm I excited. So Usher, and, hey, loving this club. That is a legit song. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the halftime show. I'm not a huge Usher fan. Oh, I like him. But I do appreciate what he brought to my teenage years. You you do. Yeah. And like, then I love, probably- like I said, Loving This Club is probably one of the best songs. Like, yeah. I want to make love in this club. That song's so good. And I in Grant, do you even know it? Because I'm just listening. Because oh, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanna make, uh, I've actually... Made love to that damn song. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, were Speaking you in? of which, do you have a weekend claim to fame, Grant, that, no, Grant, Grant, that you want to share not, with not us? Not that cool, but uh, yeah, you know, um, what did I do this weekend? Nothing really too exciting. I took care of my parents' house, which was uh, not a lot of fun. Did find out that we had a little critter action in their house because I haven't been out there in like two weeks. Ooh. Critter action. So there was something bigger than a bigger than a squirrel <gasps> and maybe smaller than a raccoon. I don't know, but it was 
definitely, yeah. Oh, I had a, in the home, in their, in their home. As okay, the, yeah, now so, that is not. Yeah, so I. That's I, not a critter. That's a rodent. That's a big rodent. Yeah, I can't figure out <laughs> what it small... is, but there's scratches on the wall. Oh. They're right by the window. He like. You don't to... think that's a squirrel? Because squirrels can make a mess. Can yeah. they make a mess? Oh, yeah. yes, they oh, yeah. Like such a mess for no, such a small thing. They squirrels can go. Because they are like big at making nests and stuff. So okay. they make. But they was. run around and scratch everything to try to get out. I think it came through the chimney. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not a good situation. I mean, there's like down by the baseboards of all their windows. It's oh, yeah. all scratched. Oh, yeah. yeah. So my parents haven't heard about that yet. They're hearing about it live right now. I'm Hi. sure on the radio. Hi. <laughs> Don't worry. We yeah. got Hi. it. That was the most exciting. I wouldn't say exciting, but, no, but interesting part. That's of what you found out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not a. That's not the best find. Not I might say find. it's no. not a good one. I, nope. you know, I usually find a dead mouse or two when I go to the cabin behind yeah. the garbage, you know? Yeah, yeah. That happens. It's Rest just, in peace. They're there. Mm-hmm. They're there. Um, I was in Florida. I know you I were. Was, Tell us about your Okay, I stayed. Moment. My friend, I went down with some Tommy mommies. One of my friends uh, has a home down there. Mm-hmm. And, and brand new home. Beautiful. And we were in uh, Bonita Springs and Naples and um, saw beautiful sunsets. It's an event down there to go to the beach to see the sunset. You know, it was really fun. It's, you know, it's just, just such beautiful. Because it faces west. It was gorgeous. Um, we went out to some really good restaurants. We uh, chilled and hung out. It was really fun. What was your favorite thing you ate down there? Okay. Great question. Oh, I hate you. I love food. I Me know. Too. I know you guys do. <laughs> I want to know. Okay. Okay. That's too That's too, too much. Sp- too spontaneous? That's too spontaneous for me. Oh, I'm How sorry. How about my favorite drink? They're, okay, ooh, fine. Your favorite. Okay. Fine. I'm really excited about your favorite drink. <laughs> okay. Somebody who doesn't drink. Well, I know. I, I can drink. remember that a little better. <laughs> I had a limoncello spritz. That actually sounds really good. Ooh. So it's Prosecco yeah. with limoncello. And this limoncello was left over from, is it Capri? Capri or Cipriani or Cipriani is a restaurant, but somewhere on the Malfi Coast. Yeah. A little dabble left from it. It was so delicious. And a little soda water. That was, that was yummy. That sounds really good. Yeah. I and you could do it. You have limoncello. Um, LaCroix all the time. Yes. And limoncello. Oh, yeah. I have your. Abstinence. Uh, abstinence. I've had, spirits. I've had yeah. Yeah. yeah I good. love. We have that in our fridge and we've been drinking that. It was good. The weather cooperated. Good. It was just beautiful. Oh, I, I, beautiful um, here this weekend. Oh. I, you missed a weekend. I came home gone. yesterday by noon and we went on a big walk on the river road. It was beautiful. Yeah, yesterday was perfect. It was it was warmer. I mean it was sunny and <laughs> not raining here and it was beautiful. on there. I had a new airline experience. Yeah. Oh. Um and um and good price on the ticket. Good. And flew a new airline out of here and um there's just I, I kept telling my friend she's gonna fly it twenty four hours later. It's okay. Um, fill your water bottle. Water's, water's not free on the plane. Yeah. Oh. Um, there's no service unless you buy it. Um, any type of beverage. Uh, seats mm-hmm. don't recline. Um, no plugins for your I'm things. I'm so scared because we're going to Florida oh. and I feel like we use this airline that you're No, but there, about. it was a beautiful experience and they're growing, 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 okay. growing. And I'm just going to talk about Frontier. It's a stripped down model. Oh, I've been, I flew yeah. Sun Country on the way there, which was fantastic. We love yeah. Sun Country. Love Sun and Country. And then on the way back, because I wanted to come home early, I took frontier and yeah. so That's it's just what we have for yeah it's just there's no plugins there's just charge everything before you go yeah fill your water bottles bring your snacks yeah mm-hmm. and the the tray was like the size of um a little notepad <laughs> it was just cute and like yeah. i'm a much but it's bigger clean and nice. human than yeah. you so i feel like i'm gonna have trouble um, with go go 
Well, you know, I was surrounded by children in both directions. And, okay. I'm, and I'm telling you what, everyone is so gracious because we've all been there. Yeah, no, everyone's so nice. When Every- we flew back last year from Florida with GoGo, everyone was so nice about it. Like I've a, been there. I, oh, I was not in the window seat, and the lady let her sit on her lap and look out the window. Mm, absolutely randomly. Nice. I know. People were so nice. I was just surrounded by kids. Very and. Good. You know, it was all good because everyone knows we have all been there. Yeah, everyone. So I love nice. the hospitality of people on a plane with mm-hmm. small children. Yeah, but just 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 some basic things because, like, if your phone wasn't charged ahead of time, You're you wanted to be ahead of that. Yeah, yeah. And call. if you didn't have your water bottle full, you need to make sure. So just a little. That's it's housekeeping. Yeah, it's that's a, not much. Like that's worth if we're buying. Oh my gosh, it's worth it for the money. me. I don't mind. I don't mind that. But it's like a good thing to have a heads up about. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yes. I just thought their heads up. And they're very, um, if you're bringing a uh, uh, carry-on, they're very specific about the size. So just make sure that you review those policies. Honestly, and some people need a little guidelines because they'd be acting out with that carry-on. <laughs> I would agree. Like, I would agree. <laughs> That's funny. I check mine both ways because I'm like, I don't like to deal with lifting it up overhead. I'm no. Just, I can't handle that pressure. No. I can't handle it. All right. So when we come back... I think one of the best Grammys we've seen in quite a long time. The good. women ruled. It was amazing. The I performances mean, were insane. We're insane. The 66th annual Grammy Awards happened last night in soggy, soggy L.A. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the highlights. We'll be right back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Now, Ann, we've heard that January has one of the highest rates for divorce filings than any other month of the year. And I'm wondering, is this because of the holidays, because of the new year starting? What's the deal? I think it really is affected by the holidays. I think a lot of people who are at a difficult point in their life try to maintain status quo for the sake of the children and the family during the holidays. They get through it and they kind of say, this is kind of my last straw. I need to move on. And again, you have your New Year's resolutions and it's the idea that now I can make those changes I need to and make a fresh start in my life. And if some of our people listening are thinking about divorce, what should their next steps be? Well, I really encourage people to start educating themselves. Start really gathering information and knowledge of their financial circumstances. A lot of people rely on the spouse to take care of it. Start educating yourself on that to be prepared. It'll also be more cost-effective during the divorce proceeding. Call Tressler Law for your free one-hour divorce consultation. Find them online at TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the Grammys were on last night. Yes. So I tape the show, okay? Mm-hmm. And so as I'm taping Smart. it, I'm getting caught up on E-Red Carpet. Yeah. And then I'm taping the show. So just a couple things that happened on the red carpet with um, Laverne Cox, mm-hmm. who I really... She's growing on me. Yeah. But um, 
I just want to know what is the story your outfit is telling us? What is your story your look is telling us? I feel like that's a very hard question. Now, I don't know if anyone saw Lenny Kravitz yesterday. Yeah. He wore a Mick Jagger see-through shirt. Yeah. He had big leather pants on with a big belt. Yeah. He had Lenny Kravitz. But he had on the sweater that just covers your arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pulls over your head. And it's so it's... It's a, it's an arm sleeve sweater yep. that doesn't go below your breasts mm-hmm. or your you know your chest. Yeah, and then a lot of jewelry and his glasses. So his story was um, vintage, um, uh, vi- blessed vintage decor. Mm-hmm. Rick owns jewelry, and she's like, I knew that, and something else. And I was just like, okay, I feel like people should publicists probably have to tell people get that ready. Yeah, if you're going to be talking to her, because that that would it used to be. What are you wearing? What story? It's like, well, I got this for flip it free. Um, I tried on a lot of things. This one fit. You, you know, this is how when, I'm doing this. When we did our movie premiere thing, and I had to do the red you carpet, did. and I you, every time I asked that, I thought this is the dumbest question I've ever asked in my <laughs> what life. What story is what story? I don't know. This fit. I look amazing in it. Done. Like, what do you want from it people? Was in my closet. I was the only it thing worked? I could zip up fully right. after having this child. Like, right. what do you want from me, lady? Right. I think it's almost weird. Like, what do you want them to say? You want them to be whimsical i know it but like i don't always feel like being whimsical I, but right and i feel like it's a very it's a hard question yeah it's a weird question that like doesn't define also what am i what a story is my is, is not supposed to be how i say it you tell me what story like when i roll in yeah. with messy hair here's what your look is telling me today am i am i right i mean that would be more clever yeah that is more accurate to society is like mm-hmm. this is the look this is what your look is here's giving. what i'm thinking here's the vibes and then <laughs> she did have a good moment with jelly roll i thought mm-hmm. because she kind of said um you know you have a very um interesting backstory yeah. you know coming from being in prison mm-hmm. and and getting you know being up for new artists of the year yeah and she said do you have any advice for people who may be in prison right now or whose life they're kind of down and out on their luck yeah and here's what he said he said you know i was so headstrong that if something happened I'd make a decision in 40 seconds that I would never, ever do something again. Like, I'm never going to talk to that person again. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to do this again. And he goes, how can you process something in 40 seconds right. that you put a definitive on? Yeah. You know, and I thought that was really, I thought that was good advice. I love that. You know, because people get so headstrong and I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to like that person, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of, so he said, you know, you don't know. I know. You don't know. Keep the nevers and always out of the sentences unless right. you've thought about it for like a good week. Yes. Right? And I, then you can say, yeah. I'm never going to eat though that. I'm never going to talk to Brittany or Grant again. That's I right. know. Or I'll never <laughs> like that specific taco place. I'm never going to get after one week. I've tried what it's everything. done to my body. <laughs> I'm so done. And then she, um, you know, Paris Jackson, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson's daughter, was on the red carpet. And the first thing I noticed is she'd covered up all her tattoos because I think she has like, Grant, yeah. how many? I think 80. She, they covered up 80 tattoos. 80 tattoos with skin makeup. Yeah. And so that was a different look. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, I read a very funny comment about Doja Cat because she has so many tattoos. 
And so her story she was telling, according to the writer of this article, was she was dressed like a dominatrix Peloton instructor. <laughs> Love that for her. And I thought, She's awesome. That's a good combo. Yeah. Love that. But but some of the, um, you know, I thought Trevor Noah was upbeat, engaging, yes. Yes. fun, yes. quick. Res- respectful at the same time. Absolutely made it go quick. Yep. It seemed effortless. On his part, I thought. Yes. Didn't you guys think? I, I loved. I loved what he was bringing. Mm-hmm. Some of it was dumb, um, but like I think when you're being respectful, you have to know that like some of these softball jokes yes. aren't going to be hilarious, yes. and I'm okay with that. Yep. Like, that? I'd yeah. rather go that way than what we've gone in the past. Am mm-hmm. I right? Am, am I right? Am I, am I right? <laughs> so I think um, I don't know about you guys, but some of the. I mean, it started out with a bang. You had. Um, Tracy Chapman come out and perform Fast Cars with Luke Holmes. What is it like to be, to cover a song and every time everyone hears it, they go, man, I got to go hear the original. Like, I don't mean to throw shade, but like, Tracy Chapman is the voice on that album. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I hate to, but man, and, I, and Luke but Holmes I did kinda, a good job and everything. I kind of liked his version though. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I every do. time I hear it now, I want to just hear her voice. I, I And like when they were doing the duet, I was like, there's an obvious... My friend said, "Why don't you just let her sing?" And I, I know. You know, and and I'm like, I kind of liked his way he did it. I liked them both together. You're sick I in the fun. head, kid. I know it. So here's what's happened You're since not alone. she hasn't performed. A couple things on Tracy Chapman Grant. You got me this. She's the first black woman in history to have the sole songwriting credit on a number one country hit song. Wow. When Luke Combs redid Fast Cars, and that's a 1988 song. I think it's all in our. I mean, that that CD was everything. Yeah. Um, Her Grammy performance for Fast Car after last night. The single is at number two now on iTunes. Wow. Her version, Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs is at number four on iTunes. Oh, funny. Yeah. See, so people people fall in love. I mean, it's just Tracy's. I know. I love her voice. I and it's and it's so specific. It is. It's just like I don't know what it is. Yeah. It is. Here's a little bit more about it. So Tracy. Um, she was discovered by Brian Kopelman, who went on to co-create the TV show Billions mm-hmm. and the movie Rounders. Um, Brian saw Tracy playing in a Boston in Boston in a bar and got her to his father, who is the late great music man Charles Kopelman, and the rest is history. So that's kind of a good little yeah. Yeah, reminder of wow. that one. And then I thought that, you know, I think that Joni Mitchell. Um, and I, did we get audio on yeah, this? Yeah, so I have two little cuts of it. One is the beginning when they're singing together like you requested. And yes. at the end, there's a fun little piece that I want to play. and why am I going to... Um, Lucius, Carlisle. Lanny, yeah. Randy, yes. Brandy Carlisle yes. and Joni Mitchell. So this is the beginning where uh, Brandy Carlisle comes in with uh, Joni Mitchell here. So we'll listen to this part here. Wow. Oh, and she's 80 years old. Yeah. They had an orchestra. They had um, women singing in the background. Yes. You, of course, you know, had... Randy Carlisle. Thank you, yep. right there, who... Playing the guitar right next to her. It was just so special. That was, was a special, it was cool. special moment. Six-minute long song, too. Goosebumps just watching There were it. a lot of yeah. wonderful, wonderful moments. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of thought it was fun, because right away, the very first award, Mariah Carey comes out. Right. The diva herself, and she presents it to Miley Cyrus, who actually, in the My Talk Awards, Flowers did win Best Song of Last Year. I know, and that's why I pivoted. We did a bunch of guesses for this, and I was like, I feel like my talks knows what's up. 
I went flowers for all of them. Like yeah. any t- time she was in it, because yeah, I think that song is just good. And it's and so here's here's a little bit of her acceptance speech, and then she performed later. This is actually within. This is Miley within the song. Oh, thank you. This okay. is what she oh, said oh, about so the her. It's kind of like an acceptance speech within her performance. Yes, yeah. it's pretty perfect. cool. And she's so she's, good because she is literally like we were laughing. It's like she is every one of us. The way oh. she performs, and like literally during her song, she when nobody was singing, she's like, "Don't act like you don't know this song." I and I was laughing, love like I love when you break that third wall of yeah. like, "Yeah, get up." And she's a performer constantly, so she's not phased by anything. No, I know. And and back to Joni Mitchell, that's the very first time she's ever performed at the Grammys. That's amazing. She's eighty. She's amazing. All right. Well, when we come back, we have uh, New York Times best-selling author Kate Quinn. And another best-selling author, Janie Chang, who teamed up to write this amazing new book. They're going to be on with us. This is Lori and Julia. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Julia here for Hammernix Interior Solutions. And, um, okay, one of the things I will say, so I'm, I'm at my friend's beautiful new home. And the luxury wide plank wood flooring, it wasn't vinyl. It was uh, a plank veneer, gorgeous, in such a great color that... Um, would go through the whole house but it was waterproof you know and so you can deal with that and they have the beautiful beautiful selections of the wood veneers of the luxury wide plank vinyl of hardwood they have a whole new hardwood vision at Hammernix um, flooring solutions where they can come into your home they can match your existing hardwood floors maybe you've got a really old house and the in the slats of wood are really thin they can match it they can match the color if you want to remodel take out walls they can take care of all that they'll do the sanding it's amazing but the carpeting too there's so many beautiful choices the team is there the pricing the selection we love Hammernix. you will too hammernix.com for more info I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We are absolutely delighted to have another edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club Today's guests include New York Times bestselling author Kate Quinn. You may have read The Alice Network, The Ice Diamond, um, and, and Janie Chang, who's a bestselling Canadian author of critically acclaimed historic fiction. And um, her books that you might have read, Three Souls, Dragon Springs Road, The Library of Legends, and The Porcelain Moon. And you gals are really good friends and you decided to team up and write a book together welcome kate and welcome jamie for the first time jamie thank you so much much for for inviting us us. (laughs) (laughs) huge this book page turner read it this weekend the phoenix crown does one of you want to give the setup and then i kind of want to talk about you guys writing together it's so cool well, well this was Kate's idea, so I'm going to let Kate <laughs> okay. uh, give the summary of the story. <laughs> At its 
core, uh, The Phoenix Crown is a book about female friendship. It is about two extremely unlikely women who would never have been friends in the ordinary course of life. Uh, one, a talented Chinatown embroideress from San Francisco. The other, a New York City opera singer in need of a career boost. The two <laughs> of them meet and have their lives ultimately turned upside down and changed forever in the chaos and the fires of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. And, and you know, as a reader, it starts out like you're counting backwards how many days it's going to be till the earthquake. So it has this unbelievable different layer that I think we've never read in your books. And Janie, I'm going to read your books. I, I don't know that I've read any yet, but I, I love how you guys write. Well, we made some really careful preparations to make sure that since we live in two different cities, that we would be able to write a seamless story. So in essence, uh, we got together and put everything down on a spreadsheet, chapter by chapter. Kate wrote like the odd chapters, and I wrote the even-numbered chapters. And because we knew how chapters would start and finish, then we could dovetail the story together. And, you know, it was just so important for us to get the logistics of it right so that we could be efficient when we were writing, but also so that we would still be friends after it was all over. I I love that. Well, well done, ladies, because um, if you're just joining us, the book is The Phoenix Crown. What is the what is the is it February 13th when the book comes out? Yep, yeah. that, is the, that is the date. And we thought it was very apt because February 13th is Valentine's Day. It's where you celebrate your female friends. Yeah. This is really a book about women who are friends and how that changes your life for the better. I love it. And, you know, you did say that these are unlikely women who wouldn't be friends. And if you're, you know, going back to 1906, you, um, you know, both of you have written historical fiction in different periods. How did you guys decide, let's do something set in San Francisco during the earthquake? I think that originally started with me. I'd long been interested in the idea of a San Francisco earthquake book. It's one of the biggest natural disasters ever to hit the United States. It had this huge fallout, not just from the earthquake, but from the fires that devoured the city for three days afterward. And I really thought from the beginning, when I was starting to really delve into it, that you know, Chinatown was underexplored as far as the fiction that surrounds the earthquake. And that's where I thought, you know, Janie perhaps might be interested in this as well. And thank goodness when I called her up and floated the idea, she was. And and Janie, I mean, the things we learned about Chinatown were, you know, you guys do so much research when you write your historical fiction. What we learned about Chinatown and the ratio of men to women and the laws that were put in place that people couldn't bring their families over. It was fascinating. Terrible, terrible, but fascinating. It was horribly fascinating, and that's why I said to Kate, okay, I'll do this, because there's a lot of history there uh, waiting to be explored, and there's always stories when you have so much struggle and conflict at that particular time in history. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. So I first I just can't tell you guys, this book is so great, and it's so different. It's really different. Um, the women's, I mean, I love, you know, thinking back to 19, the 1900s, you know, botany was so important. And you kind of just forget about that. We have all these plants now and everyone knows about it. But it really was this art form, you know, back 100 and something years ago. That I thought Alice's whole storyline was really cool. 
Yeah, she oh, was we a real life historical Alice. figure who threatened to take over the book practically. <laughs> I mean, she was, you know, this real woman. She was the head of botany in in her department in San Francisco at the California Academy of Sciences. And during the earthquake, she saved 1,500 rare plant samples from the fires that devoured her office. And she barely escaped with anything more than those samples and the clothes on her back. And we thought as soon as we read that, she was going to be a mentor to our you know, heroines, yes. and that she, her adventure would be, you know, one of the scenes that we couldn't wait to write. Mm-hmm. I, I loved learning. I loved that. And the other thing I think is so much fun, how, when did you guys become friends? 2017, we were on a book tour together. Okay. And everything went wrong with the transportation. Flights <laughs> were missed. Luggage was lost. You know, we'd come out of uh, out of a highway and find that a truck had jackknifed ahead of us. Oh, so no. There was no way we were going to make the next, um, we were going to make the next event. But, you know, we came out of it still laughing and joking and being friends. And when Kate said, well, you want to write a book together? She said, if we went through such a disastrous book tour together and we still are friends, we could probably write a book together. That is so great. That is so great. And that Google Doc, you know, we've talked to some other um, writing teams in the past and they live on the Google Doc and communicate that way. And one of the things that I thought was funny in your author's notes is you said, you know, this way, if we write a book together, we don't have to sit and poke holes in each other's books in the storyline. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's one of those things where we both have an unshakable belief that a well-organized Google spreadsheet will fix just about anything. Mm-hmm. And that really did in, aid us so much in the organization and the planning and the writing of this book, as did Google Docs. And thank goodness for it, because it really did make our lives so much easier. Did you guys, okay, and the other big thing, Kate, you trained as an opera singer? I did. Uh, I went to school uh, at Boston University, and I studied voice performance. I was going to be an opera singer, but I was always writing books on the side. You know, right. okay, the book's one. But thank goodness for this particular book, I finally got to write an opera singer heroine, which is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, you know, my student loans came out of the corner with a rush just saying, yes, our hour has come at last. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love the opera piece of it because... You know, it's this this gold rush town. Now they're trying to find a way to be important because there's all this money there and they need to invest in the arts and everything. That whole storyline was just really interesting. And of course, there's relationships in here. There's mystery. There's intrigue. There's a guy who we don't know if he's good or bad. Then we go to Versailles. There's Paris. There's it really it's such a wonderful, wonderful book. Congratulations, guys. Oh, thank you. And yeah, we, thank you so much. We're glad you enjoyed it. Oh, I, I'm huge fans. Um, if you're just joining us, we have Kate Quinn and Janie Chang um, together, and it is their first foray into writing together the Phoenix Crown. Now, do you think as the result, you guys will do this again? Never say never. We really just <laughs> just finished. It feels like we just got this book out, so it's like, who knows what the future holds, but I certainly would never pull anything out. Good. Mm-hmm. Did it take longer to write a book together than it would have taken each of you separately? Oh, my goodness. I don't know why we said yes to this, but both Kate and I had <laughs> other books under contract. Oh, gosh. And, and then... 
And then um, our editor said, well, do you think you could get this book in by X date? And we looked at each other and we said, well, it's really only half a book each, isn't it? Little did we know. Right. Um, So we really, really worked our buns off to make our deadline. And I'm not sure we're going to let our editors you know, try and shoehorn another book in between our own other books ever again. Got it. <laughs> Got it. So you had to rush. <laughs> but you keep... You know. It was a bit, but it was it was still worth it. And, it, you know, we, we managed to do that rush because, you know, we both very much had the opinion. It's like we can let ourselves down when it comes to our expectation for ourselves. You yeah. Know, what we've tried to accomplish every day for us on our own books. But it's, we both had the feeling, feeling that, you know, it's like we were just absolutely not going to let each other down. So that meant that there was extra pushing, extra hard work, because it's like, I know Janie's waiting for this chapter. I have got to get it get it done. It's going to be done. Oh, and then get it up and throw it up on that Google uh, Drive just so that she'd be able to have it so she could start her work. Right. Oh, you guys, it's, I can't tell our readers, you know, we just had on, um, of course, I can't remember her name last Thursday, the women, Kristen Hanna. Oh, yes. Read that and, you know, that's a two-day book. This is a two-day book. I just, you guys are just jamming at writing so many wonderful, wonderful books and historical fiction. And this is a different piece. This is Chinatown at the beginning in San Francisco. This is the fire. This is the earthquake. These are these women's life. It, it's just a whole different piece that's so exciting to read about. Thank you. No, we're so glad that you enjoyed it and for having us today. Yeah. Absolutely. Is this going to be like, do you see this? Do you think you'll do, will it be, will it go anywhere on the screen or is this going to, you know, is there interest in that direction? Our agent will take all offers. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did a mini, like we do these, you know, try to do 30 second book reviews and I, I wear our own little outfit crown from the office, um, from the office, but the Phoenix crown is so much more gorgeous described in the book. I just, congratulations. It was such a fun read and, um, I haven't read anything like it before. So thank you. Thank you ladies for your time. And we hope to keep reading from you individually or together. This is Kate Quinn and Janie Chang. And the book is The Phoenix Crown. You're going to want to pick it up. It's just in the descriptions of all the Chinese um, art and all the artifacts and all the feathers and the jewelries and the stitching is just the detail is just scrumptious. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you so much. So happy you did. Thanks, you guys, for your time. Did you hang up or did they hang up? They hung up. Okay, something. They were like they're next done. interview. No, I know they have a lot of these, and they're doing them together. But they're so cute the okay. way they talk as a group. Why can't we be as BFF as them? Oh. Is what I gotta ask. Well, why can't we write a book like them? I mean, talent. But Kate okay. Quinn, people know. I'll do the first chapter and Diamond the last. Eye, Alice if Network. you do, I'll do the first and last. If you do all of them in between. Oh, there you go. I like the every other idea. Fine, I'll do it. And um, anyway, we've got a um, couple books to give away. Um, um, 651-641-1071. The book is The Phoenix Crown. It is delightful. And I love that Kate was training to be an opera singer. It's wild. I know. Isn't that? Yeah. B.B. Rexa was as well. If I go back to the red carpet on the Grammys last night. That's so... Did you hear her randomly sing in a high soprano? Oh, I mean... You've never asked me if I'm <laughs> <laughs> training to be an opera singer. I, I, you don't know my and life. are you? Are you? Um, is there something we'll we want to find out about? after the break? Oh, she's going to sing us back. This is Lori and Julia and Brittany and Grant, and we're going to take a quick break. Hey, gang, it's Julia here for Learning RX with seven metro wide locations. 
um, helping people from all different ages. They've served over 100,000 folks. Their results are scientifically um, backed, based, all their programs are, and really... Um, reading is one of those things that they can really nip in the bud and they're so successful with kids, whether it's test taking, whether it's organizational skills, whether it's, you know, just not being able to absorb what they learned so they can't build on concepts. And while some people are trying to throw tutoring on them, there's just pathways that aren't open in their brain that through the one-on-one amazing brain training at Learning Rx, they can get through. They raise people's um, IQs by so much. They take people up to different reading levels. They give your loved ones and your children confidence to make it work. It works. Call today for your one hour sense assessment. Mention Lori and Julie, and it's 50% off. That's Learning RX. Thanks for hanging out with us. Um, so, Kate Quinn is such a big deal, who is one of the co authors of that. And, and Janie Chang, I have not read her books, but they sound phenomenal. They were so cute. They're so cute together. I wish she would be as good of a friend to me as they are with each I, other. I wish I would be too. I, I gotta I'm just them. glad you're finally admitting it. <laughs> they were so cute. <laughs> uh, our relationship would not withstand lost luggage. We would not make it. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. Okay, so a couple more, I think, surprising. Um, things and just delicious, delicious highlights. Yeah, of the Grammys. That, yeah, is that um, the in memoriam segment? Yeah, is always tricky, and we always hear about who they leave out and blah blah blah. But yeah. what they did is they did a celebration. You know, um, just here. This is about celebrating the life. So yeah, Stevie Wonder did a tribute to Tony Bennett for beautiful. once in my life, and they ended up. It was a Stevie Wonder song. That Tony Bennett sang, and then they ended up doing a duet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and let's see. No, it was originally Tony Bennett, then Stevie Wonder did it yeah. and made a hit of it, and then they ended up doing a duet. It was beautiful. This, yeah. And he talked about his friendship with him and also his um, early and lifelong commitment to civil rights that Tony Bennett had. It was followed by Annie Lennox. Um, she had a rhinestone, just like, is that a tattoo? But she had like a little black eye makeup kind of with glitter and a rhinestone, like a tear. Uh-huh. And she did a tribute to Sinead O'Connor. Uh-huh. And um, nothing compares to you. We haven't seen Annie Lennox perform in so long. That was such a big deal. And she was backed by Wendy and Lisa from Princess Band, The Revolution. Yeah. Did you know that when yeah. you were watching it? No, I didn't know that. I didn't realize yep. that, no. We talked about that at our house because I sat next to, I had... She had a Grammy listening party with the we teenagers. We did. I, um... That's Brittany. As like the um, witch from most fairy tales, <laughs> I convinced a bunch of teenagers to come over because I said I'd make shakes. Because I get sick of watching these by myself. Yeah. So I said, hey, if you guys come, we'll do shakes. And we'll you're do so milkshakes for the award show. You're Even so the Grammys, there's a lot of like chill time, you know? There's a lot of chill time. But it was really funny. Yeah. Me and uh, my neighbor Priscilla, and it was her two daughters, and then our friend Maddie, who's 19. So we had a 12-year-old, 15, and 19-year-old, explaining to them who these people are. Right. Like that side note, that piano player is blind. They're like, what? All this right, stuff. Right. It was super fun to see it from their point of view, just like explaining things. And That's yeah, we cute. knew it was uh, from the revolution. That is so cute. Yeah. Um, here was, and then the other one was Fantasia. Um, oh, was Tina Barino doing Tina Turner. I thought she did a great job. So good. I thought so too. And then uh, just a couple of things, you know, Miley Cyrus thanked her family, but not her dad. Yeah. There's still a riff with Billy Ray Cyrus and okay. Miley. Mm-hmm. She went with her mom and her sister. Yeah. And um, people, a lot of grumbling happened because um, if you weren't top superstars there, 
Mm-hmm. And being nominated for Grammys, the Recording Academy only gave a ticket to each nominee mm. and made them pay for a plus one or more. A musician named Kathy Fink originally posted her complaint on Facebook apparently last week. And then she heard the, this um, person who wrote this gossip blog said they even heard Billie Irish and other stars were in the same boat because Billie Irish brought her Eilish. brother. Yeah, yeah. Eilish. Phineas. Yes, but she also, they brought their parents and they had to pay. Mm-hmm. The ta- cost of an extra ticket was $750 if you want to go next year. I'm sorry, I'm fine with that. Is that yeah. bad? I'm I'm sorry that you, like, but I get it, like, right? Like, you, you, but we also want the stars to be sitting up front. We do. So it's not a 20-minute walk. I like we seeing do. them interact. Like, I we like do. that they brought their their parents, but I want them to have to, like, I mean, I don't want everybody bringing, like, if I was a celebrity, you know how many people I would, like, my brother and like my brother's dog walker would probably want to come you know what i mean like and so like i kind of get it it's 750 is not that much if you're in that situation it isn't if you're in that exactly but for the people who don't make as much money someone even suggested they should go to the academy music cares fund Mm -hmm. there you go (laughs) but like that was funny i kind of get it and then oh my god lizzo was there really okay that was shocking it was shocking because we haven't seen her since all that chatter about i don't want to say chatter sounds like i'm downplaying it but all the uh you know talks about the complaints of her team saying that she Mm -hmm. she was abusive to them and used them and made him work extra hours and made him go to the strip clubs and made him uncomfortable well here's what we found out so see is it sisa sca yep sisa okay so she ran she won the best um rhythm and blues song for snooze Mm -hmm. And um, Lizzo came out to present it to her. Because she won last year, right? Yes. And yeah. so they're trying to do kind of what the Academy Awards done, has done. And she also said Lizzo and her became friends in 2013 because they used to go to the small bars and they yeah. were on the same ticket. And they worked together and they become friends. Mm-hmm. And SZA almost didn't make it because she was changing her clothes backstage. After the performance. But she, she ca- Yeah, she came out. And it took her a minute, and I thought, why isn't anyone saying she's not here? But I forgot that she'd just performed, you know? Absolutely. And so she came out, and um, she was just kind of talking a little bit, and then she got really verklumped she, and um, said, uh, cut her speech short because she started crying a little bit. And she rough, she said, I'm not an active crier. Have a good evening. I'm not an attractive crier. Attractive crier. crier. Have a good evening. She ran like she was such a stream of thoughts. She literally said... Hey, Taylor, just Taylor Swift standing up while she's giving the speech, which was hilarious. And then she goes, I'm not an attractive cry. It runs off. Um, that hug and talking about Lizzo is some goodwill that she needed. Oh, I was stunned that Lizzo came out as a presenter. Yeah. And then I was kind of felt, oh, God, I'm worried about her because she had these dangly, dangly, loud bracelets. And yeah, she's yeah, kept yeah. trying to get more love from the audience. And I said, just accept. Just you don't have to play up yourself right now, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. I wanted her to kind of calm down, yeah, and not say, "Give me some love here, I'm Lizzo." It? I thought, "Oh, Lizzo, this is this is someone is giving you a gift right now." Exactly, a gift back in, and the fact that SZA won was so nice because it like humanized her. We all want Lizzo. I I really want La- Lizzo to come back course, from all this. Of I course, I mean, I would think anybody with a heartbeat wants yes. people to like do well, do better, succeed, or whatever. Um. I was hoping this was a nice little in to like for Lizzo. Yep. And I'm hope I still hoping I think, it is. I think it 
I thought that was I thought that was good. And then of course Celine Dion. Celine Dion. And I don't know if we have enough time. Do we have enough? Do we have a? We no, ran we don't. Out we time. have ten but seconds. We'll play. We'll play it later. But seeing her, Celine, I, my mouth was shooketh again. I, explaining that to teenagers, Celine Dion just walked out, and I'm just like looking at her, like, is she okay? We have to, we have to talk about it more. We have to talk about it more. We do. We but got I more was, to talk about. I was dying. A dead gag. She, she looked amazing. Death. Amazing. Uh, she All looked right. great. We're going to be right back. This is My Talk, Everything Entertainment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got more to talk about and want you to weigh in. We'll be back.